Hey, what's up, Bat Rabbis? This is Drew. Uh, we got some really, really cool new merchandise that we want to tell you about real quick before the show starts. So first of all, we got a brand new shirt. It's a collaboration with at Insane Clam Pasta on Instagram. He's a super funny comedian. He is the best account on the internet. You got to check it out. He did a shirt for us where it's uh, Danzig, and he has his own deli uh, called Salam I Demon. Uh, and that shirt's for sale on his Instagram, so check that out. We also have brand new beach towels, real beach towels that you can buy Go to terriercult.com, go to Friends of the Cult, you'll see the Two Minutes Late Night merch, you can buy all our t-shirts, and you can buy an actual beach towel with our faces on it, rub your butts all over it, Ben Kohler loves it. And, don't forget, we also have our signature scent from Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab, uh, called Whiflash, so check them out too. Buy all that stuff, and the more that you buy, the less I have to interrupt the podcast before it starts. Bye! (laughs) It's two minutes to late night! All right, what's up, Milk? We watched a Danzig video from the last album, and uh, we have a lot of thoughts about this milk <laughs> that was in there. It's definitely paint, right? I don't think so. I think it's probably... I think I think it's just expired milk. Yeah. Yeah, it's just old milk. <laughs> yeah. But not too old, because it's still, like... It still runs. Like, it's still, yeah. like... If you, like, yeah. drop it on something, it'll, like, still move. But I think Danzig was like, listen... Uh, we can't afford a proper slow mo <laughs> camera, but we, so we I'm need. Sorry. I need I'm sorry. I'm sorry when I blew the whole budget on these cat gloves. I blew the whole budget, but they're really sick. <laughs> they make my fingers look really long and tall, like I am, because I am a tall man. I'm long and tall. I'm long they and tall. They call me long, tall dancer. He's got those stupid fucking like these weird cat gloves on in two different videos. The same gloves. Yes. And he just looks like a. They're like on a Todd the album McFarland cover Venom too. cover. Yeah, they're on the album cover too. Are they? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, he was like, "This is my new thing." It's like his <laughs> version of like a comb over. It's like his comb over for being short. <laughs> is that he has? He's long like, I've got fingers. I've got really long fingers. Like, <laughs> so like he figures like when people see the video, like new fans being introduced to him, they'll be like, "Wow." What long fingers? He must be a tall guy. <laughs> that guy's fucking huge. He's got to be. I mean, look he's at the size be. of his fingers. He's got like basketball player fingers. Yeah, he's got huge fingers, big muscles. He's got to be huge. Yeah, this is all one big endeavor by Danzig to to prove to people that he can palm a basketball so that then people would think he could also dunk. <laughs> oh my god. Look at this guy. He's got to be 40. <laughs> I saw He looks like it looks like one of those like uh, one of those like Marvel Select action figures that they sell in like video game stores for forty dollars that have no like moving parts on them. Mm-hmm. No, the, the Marvel Selects that are also in the Rite Aid. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they're in Rite Aids now. <laughs> like, Folks, you can this, buy an this show's action brought figure. to you by Rite Aid. If you need band aids and also weird Transformers from eight years ago, Rite Aid. <laughs> My mom got me this, and it's not even my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cool? Um, speaking of transforming, uh, this weekend I watched uh, like uh, like uh, an indie wrestling. I guess it's not indie wrestling. There's like a new wrestling company, and they had a show, and there's a wrestler called Luchasaurus. And I saw I saw him, and I was like, that's exactly who Danzig wants to be. He wants to be a wrestler who is a dinosaur. 
like, just also is a dinosaur. Um, anyway, folks, you're listening to Five Minutes to Cast Night. <laughs> the Two Minutes Late Night Podcast. Um, it's uh, it's not like the show. We listen to albums on this podcast, and we uh, try to... They're usually bad albums, and we try to find nice things about them. Um, folks, we're having our 50th episode special, even though it's the... 52nd episode, but I the Tool episode and... <laughs> yeah, the Tool episode doesn't, doesn't count. count. Uh, doesn't the, count. the tournament Not doesn't canon. count. And, and uh, no, the tournament counts, but me and Drew talking about Spider-Man 3, it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, welcome to the, fift- the 50th uh, episode special. Wow, we did 50 woot woot. episodes. Wow. Guys, can you believe woot. it? Can you believe it? Yeah, woot. I can't. Wow. It's wild. Also, we're joined again at the end of the Dirty Black Summer series, uh... Just welcome back, Lucy Steiner. Hi, everybody. I know I've been away for a while. I decided to drop all my creative pursuits and start a nonprofit that services old-timey Cockney orphans. <laughs> and, <Sick. laughs> uh, so that's been very rewarding and challenging, but it's good to be back. What are you doing for well, the Cockney orphans? I'm just, like, teaching them how to sing, because how else are they going to get by? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're making sure all each of them has a flat cap. Yes. <laughs> They need Got a flat it. cap. They need a. Uh, they need a shoe shine kit. Flat Wait. caps for boys. I have a really important question though. When they ask you for more soup, do you give them more soup, or do you incredulously go more soup? <laughs> I try to say a more soup in as passive aggressive a tone as possible, so they know I'll give it to you. But you know it's gonna make you a little pudgy, right? And then usually they back off. Orphans are so cute when they're fat. Yeah. You just, like, fat, you just fat. look them up and down, like just a quick like glance down and up, and you just go, uh, more, soup? more soup? What soup? Are, <laughs> I guess, like, also, what soup are you giving to them that's making them so obese? Like, what is this? <laughs> just feeding them gravy. Uh, folks, you're, uh, you're also here with the two other men that are on this podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jeremy Hammond. I went to a wedding this weekend, and I had a delightful little time. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, it sucked. They shouldn't be together. Yeah, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> no, I went to I went to Boston, and I met the only nice people in Boston. It was great. You're just Man. a wedding fiend right now. Yeah, I go to so many weddings. Your own wedding, other people's weddings. Yeah, ridiculous number of weddings. What a summer. <laughs> summer of love. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Drew Kaufman, and uh, the chair that I'm sitting in, I bought it from a dead person. Oh my god, cool! Yeah, ooh, estate ooh. sales, dude, they're awesome. Dude, ooh. dancing would be god. so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how dead is he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we get into this week's album. Uh, Lucy, what did you listen to that you liked this week? Ooh, uh, you know, I rewatched uh, uh, the 1989 Pet Cemetery, Ooh. and I was re-surprised, yet ag- as I always am when I watch the 1989 Pet Cemetery, by the uh, end credits song, I Don't Want to Be Buried in a Pet Cemetery. By the remote. <laughs> yes, yeah. and every time I hear it, I forget that I've heard it before, and it's always just a fresh joy to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> It is really weird that the Ramones have like, a, like wrote a couple of theme songs. Yeah, it's so yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like covered the Spider-Man theme song. That's so weird. <laughs> What's up? We're the biggest punk band in the world. This song's called Spider-Man. <laughs> 
This is the theme song to Short Circuit. (laughs) (laughs) Is Johnny? Is Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jeremy, what'd you do to yourself? Uh, Well, so uh, like I said before, I was at a wedding this weekend, and uh, the uh, the DJ closed out the night with I think probably the best closing song I've ever seen at a wedding. Uh, including my own, close it out with Oh What a Night. Ooh. Dude, that yeah. song whips ass. Yeah, it does. I never hear it because I don't go to like Zumba. But like you don't go to Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good <laughs> song. <laughs> That's uh, it. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that, that song that. though. That's like a dad who like goes at like goes to a wedding and be like, you know what's really good? Marvin Gaye. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have thought about it. Oh, there was one thing. Also, the uh, the couple are like huge uh, Talking Heads fans. And so it was like a lot of Talking Heads music all night. Oh, hell yeah. And there was this like one couple there who were like, you know, there's like always wanted like every wedding where it's like the couple who are like in their 60s who just like will not stop dancing. And they're so good and they're so cool. <laughs> and like all night you're just like, I'm tired. My ankles hurt. <laughs> I have to fart and I can't go anywhere to fart because there's people everywhere at this venue. And you guys just look amazing. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't even want to know how cool you guys were in the fucking 70s. This is ridiculous. Wait, you're holding farts at the wedding? You got to go to just go to like to the outside and pretend to smoke or whatever. Dude, but people are out there and I got loud farts. Okay. <laughs> Go fart in the bathroom and stay in I there feel for like, like in seven every, minutes. In every dining hall, there's always like a third of the dining hall that's dark and not being used where you can go and reliably <laughs> fart. <laughs> I think that that's true. <laughs> Well, it wasn't like my wedding. It wasn't like an outdoor scenario where like the wind will take it, you know? Like yeah. we were in like a in in like a uh, like a community center in like a very religious Jewish town. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. that's fair. Jews hate farts. Oh yeah. Jew- Jews should not hate farts. Because I know we fart we so have much. All of them. Yeah. If they're in our blood, literally, my blood is farting. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, like you gotta, you gotta be careful on where you save your farts because it's like bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I reserve all of my fart saving for just like, like a Monday morning meeting because there's always one and it's not fair. And you just know everyone in that meeting is just like, we all literally have to have diarrhea right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone's really pissed off, and they're like, "Listen, we gotta go over what's everybody doing this week." And it's like, "I'm, pr- I'm, well, I'm gonna have diarrhea after this." <laughs> uh, Drew, what'd you listen to? Uh, wait, I just want to point out real quick that one of my favorite things about the song "Oh What a Night" is uh, there. You know, he's reminiscing about a love that he had years ago, and it's uh, "Oh What a Night," late December back in '63. And so you can really hear in the song how he healed from the death of Kennedy because Kennedy was just shot like probably three weeks earlier. You know, I did. I spent like a very short amount of time looking up things that happened in December of 1963 so I could like do a funny tweet about it. And I gave up. Yeah, it's because you should have been looking in November. It was the day the world changed. Uh, Johnny K got a haircut. Oh, what a shot! <laughs> also, if you ever read the lyrics of that song, so it's very clearly about how he just came too quick. <laughs> the whole song is just him being like, I remember it was quite short, but man, was it fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think someone has to do Oh What a Night as the Misfits. I think that would be pretty cool because I feel like it's pretty comparable to Bullet. Um, maybe okay. not at all. But, <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> Go uh, as for what I listen to uh, as a human being with ears, um, I saw I saw this Dario Argento movie I never saw called uh, Phenomena. Have you ever heard of this? I actually haven't seen that. No. One. It's uh, it's it's Dario Argento, so it's it's like you know, if you like horror movies, you're gonna like it. But it's it's basically two hours of Jennifer Connelly talking to bugs and people getting stabbed. And when did um, this come out? Jennifer. Uh, 1985. It was right before Labyrinth. Oh, crazy! Oh, wow. Um, but the weirdest thing about it is that for some reason, the whole soundtrack is Goblin because it's a Dario Argento film. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, there are two Iron Maiden songs and a Motorhead song in it. Sick. And they're at the worst possible time. <laughs> like you, there's a scene where like someone's getting chased through the woods, like about to get stabbed, and like, oh, this would be a good part for uh, Motorhead to kick in because you know it's like a high energy song. But then the Motorhead song starts playing as like the cops show up to look at the body, and then there's like a scene where people are talking, but that's mixed badly. So they're just like talking over a Motorhead song, like you're waiting for someone to turn and just be like, "Hey, turn that music off, dude! I'm trying to be a police officer." <laughs> it's fucking weird. Um, that's so. But weird. it was cool. It's a cool movie. It's it's fun. So you listen. Gotta, you listen to Motorhead and and Iron Maiden in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I listen to Motorhead every day. But uh, the new band I found for those of you at home looking for something to uh, punch your friends to, uh, found this awesome band called Lung Ripper, which is the best fucking name in the world. Uh, Lung love, Ripper, they're from you love Pennsylvania. Lung, you love Lung in a band name. That's your. I that's love your it. Story. I love White Lung. I love uh, Iron Lung. Leather um, Lung. Did you ever listen to Virginia Black Lung? No, that sounds up my alley. It's you would, you would definitely <laughs> like them. Yeah, Lung uh, is in you the should time. check out Lung Ripper though. They're really dope. They're they sound like you think they do. They're just like really dumb fucking hardcore. They have a song called "Snuff the Pig." You know, nice, good nice. shit to listen to when you're heading to church. <laughs> Love that. Can I punch myself to it? You can punch yourself right now if you want to. It's, Sick. This is a, this is America. We haven't <laughs> nice, outlawed nice, that nice, yet. Nice. <laughs> As for me, last night, um, it was a a. a New podcast host uh, Kat Jones's uh, birthday present that I got for her was uh, was Iron Maiden tickets, and we went and we saw like the Legacy of the Beast tour, and it was insane. They're the greatest live band of all time. Like no one can fuck with them. You're not gonna yeah. have a better time. You're not gonna see like that amount of just like effort put into a stage show. That is also, that is genuinely fun. That yeah. is also genuinely sick. Even beyond, like, because before we started recording, we were talking about uh, that Lucy had just gone to see Weird Al, and I feel like those two might be, like, comparable levels of, like, just, like, like pure, like, energetic, like, charisma put into a performance. Iron Maiden, I've seen both recently. Uh-huh. Iron Maiden is better than Weird Al because <laughs> Iron Maiden is also really funny. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, no Weird Al. There's just as much costume changes. Like mm-hmm. they have an equal amount of costume changes and like cut scenes and uh-huh. whatever. But the fact that Iron Maiden is also hysterical is uh like it, like you know like Weird Al can't isn't ripping a solo other than <laughs> eat it. 
<laughs> the only well, one he does guitar. like uh yeah like he does like accordion solos but that's a different thing yeah it is which and is a sick. powerful powerful voice i mean uh, yeah. weird out i i I, for, I can't believe i forgot to mention this but yeah i saw weird out recently and it's like it also just like the vibe in there the vibe in a weird out con- concert is like it's like you're in an alternate reality where nothing horrible has happened in the last yes. two years <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's you- we're all still just like having fun and making references, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's because no one wants to talk about it, but everybody yeah. who likes Weird Al, including myself who loves Weird Al, uh, has been hurt. <laughs> That's how you get into Weird Al. Yeah. You have yep. to be hurt. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's so true. That's the Well, for me, I got into... Um, I wanted to... I remember using... Uh, like I tried to... Like, I I got into Weird Al because, like, I was a weird little kid who liked comedy, so that's how it happens. But I remember trying to use it as a bargaining chip to get uh, my parents to, like, like let me listen to albums with the parental advisory sticker on them uh-huh. when I was really young. Like, I was, I was in fourth grade, and I got Running With Scissors, and I was like trying to make an argument about how I should be able to buy the Offspring soundtrack because I was like, <laughs> I know what this song actually is. Yeah, I wouldn't think that this is funny if I could if I didn't know the Offspring song. <laughs> but if you didn't know the Offspring song, then it's just a really cool song about rabbis, and there's not many of those. I know. <laughs> Wait, did Weird Al ever do an Iron Maiden song? No, it's a shame. That's like the next. That's probably. He's got such a... How old is he? Ageless. Early 50s, you think? Yeah. He's still... Like, he, Early he's fi- got better skin than all of us. He looks oh, no, exactly know, the same. I'm yeah. just thinking it's of, like, like, there's going to be a time where Weird Al will decide, like, I'm not going to keep up with, you know, like, the hits of the day anymore, and he'll start doing concept albums where he'll be like, this is the Weird Al metal album. This is going to be the Weird Al hip-hop album. And, like, he's going to go through classics that he missed... That is literally never going to happen. You really don't think no. so? You don't what think he'll go back weird, and do the trooper? I've never that, seen someone so comfortable with just like, no, yeah, it's the same shit. I'm doing the same shit this time. <laughs> <laughs> put out an album. Like yeah. the, the most recent song he parodied, I think, is Fancy. And that song is a decade <laughs> old now, I think. Yeah, you're no, right. No, no, he put That's, out an album. He oh, no, he did that uh, album the Robin Thicke In Thick 2014, song. and it won a Grammy. Oh, that's or right. Was for oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he did like yeah. the was it word crimes? Word crimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he that album is was like very very relevant when he put it out. It's yeah. just he hasn't put anything out because he's been doing nonstop tours. He did he toured that album and then he toured that album again and now he's doing this new. He did a tour, a tour where he only played like rarities and old hits. And now this tour is he's followed by like a full orchestra. Yeah. Dude, but how fun would cool. it be though if he did that? If he did like an album where he does like the trooper and he does like like Seek and Destroy or something like that. Oh yeah. You know, like, just, Why? Like, it's that's not Weird Al though. Weird Al's whole thing is that he like shits on like the popular consensus. Weird like, Al yeah. is everything. Yeah. Weird Al can't Yeah, don't be tell him. Weird Al what Weird Al is. Weird Al can be what Weird Al wants. <laughs> I'm not telling Weird Al. I'm Weird telling Al Jeremy is like Hammond, Walt Whitman. He, Weird Al contains <laughs> multitudes. <laughs> Jeremy is out here fantasy booking Weird Al. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yeah. fun though, a Weird Al trooper? Yeah, it would be great. We kind of did that. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally yeah. what we do. Kind yeah. of. I mean, but we don't like write like different lyrics and stuff. Sometimes and, like, a little bit, but I mean, like, I want to. What would he do? What would the trooper be about? The pooper. 
The pooper is like the first thought, but yeah. I mean, there's got to be something else that rhymes with trooper, right? It would be the snooper, and it's about Snoopy and Peanuts. Yes, and there we Brown. go. Yeah. And it'd be adorable. There it is. <laughs> the yeah. snooper. The snooper. Someone write that. Or if you're listening to this podcast right now, please someone write the snooper. And it starts with like a big metal guitar version of the Linus and Lucy uh, riff. <laughs> the we already did that. I had, we to, already did I had that. to do that for, for the Kerrang! video that Drew and I made. Oh, really? I wrote a black metal version of the Charlie Brown theme song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Iron, Iron Maiden was uh, fucking cool. The, like. The dude was singing Flight of Icarus with a flamethrower while there was a big inflated Icarus. And then the f- the the ceiling shot fire at the Icarus balloon. And it and they, they found a way to deflate it where it looked like he was melting. It was sick. It Seems ruled. a little on the nose to me. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> the thing I love about Weird Al is that he has props, but the thing I love about Iron Maiden is that they have props that are too big. Yeah, <laughs> they love a big prop. Like, dude, they they always have a guy dressed up as Eddie on stilts who like comes and attacks the band, and then they all have to like fight him while they're like doing guitar solos, and then he will inevitably sword fight Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> But they have so much fun every single time. Like, uh, like Bruce, uh, like they were a little off on their sword fight, so Bruce started like making like like joke uh, like visual jokes about the size of of Eddie's dick to the audience, and then Eddie was like, "Hey, I don't have a small dick," and kicked Bruce Look at in these the stilt ass. legs. Look at my stilt legs. I've got a long dick. I've got a long. <laughs> but that's uh, irrelevant. Is that? Is that a jo- a man on stilts? Like they worked really hard. Like it's hard to be on stilts. Yeah. Walked up to Bruce Dickinson and kicked him in the ass with his stilt leg, <laughs> and then Bruce ran away flailing between Eddie's legs. It was the funniest. It's the most Looney Tune shit. The show ended with Bruce hit like hitting a plunger that said TNT. <laughs> and it was awesome. It's, it fucking rules. They don't give a shit. That's so funny. They know exactly what they are. They have so much fun. Like there's stuff where it's like this is genuinely awesome. It's all also really funny. Like they were doing Fear of the Dark, and he's coming out with a little lantern and wearing like um like a mat uh like a masquerade mask with like a really long yeah yeah like nose a sleep no it. more thing a sleep no more like face and like he knows it looks stupid as hell. But he's just leaning into it. Yeah. It's great. There's a costume change for every song. He put on a, a windbreaker and like an earmuffs hat, and it's <laughs> July. <laughs> <laughs> that is commitment to drag. Iron Maiden is my favorite drag queen. Um, Wait, speaking of... Uh, uh, actually, no, never mind this. But before we move on from the shit we listened to this week, I forgot the other thing that I wanted to mention was... Uh, Whoever it is, I don't remember their name, but the person who made the playlist of all the music that we've mentioned on this show before. Oh, yeah. You're awesome. You're awesome. You fucking rule. Not only because that's just like a cool, like, tedious autistic thing that I would do, (laughs) but also because, like, you keep reminding me of shit that I listened to a little while ago. Like, I was just, like, skipping through that uh, playlist, just kind of, like, fucking around or whatever, and a... uh, like an Earl Scruggs song came up and I was like, dude, fuck yeah, I forgot how much I like this. <laughs> it's so fun. 
Because yeah. I like, I don't know. You Adam guys O'Donnell. probably noticed by Adam now. Adam like, Donald did it. He's the best. And he updates it like every day. Like the day that the podcast is released. Even if we like casually drop a song, like he put your stupid 9-11 song in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I noticed that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a real bummer. That's the other fun thing is I noticed that uh, it kind of like my stupid things that I throw into the show kind of like help to make like because our show like our actual show is like music and comedy. And so because my dumb bullshit is in there, it kind of makes the it makes the the playlist also kind of function the same way the show does, where it's like it's a playlist of genuinely good music recommendations. Then every so often you get a little laugh. (laughs) Uh, What you're saying is that. uh, you ruin everything, including the playlist. Yeah, yeah. I love that hanging out with song. my friends <laughs> when they say mean shit to me all the time. That that nine eleven song is not laughable. I just the other day I was singing the nine eleven song to myself. Honestly, it's a it's a, it is, so catchy. It is a catchy Look, fucking no, song. No, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> that was a dark day for me. I don't. <laughs> I felt I was talking to Drew genuinely uh, about I was like I think it was bad that we gave that airtime. <laughs> Dude, the rest of the album is so good too. Fuck Have you ever off. listened to the rest no, of it? Oh not, no, but I will off. now. No, I didn't know like there was a no, rest of it. I'd rather yeah. go oh, nice. like, get free airtime to bluechew.com. Bluechew. When your dick is going poo poo, take some bluechew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it would be. The the ad read for Blue Chew, if we got the Blue Chew sponsorship, we would do the Chooper. It would be yeah. it would be the Trooper, but it would be about getting big hard boners from bluechew.com. <laughs> what do you do when your dick is limp? Danzig. So we're finishing off the month of July with uh, the first non-numbered Danzig album, Circle of Snakes, which is just the most like late career Danzig ass <laughs> album title of all time. Like more than one snake. I don't know. I love him. I love a snake. He could have named it like a pentagram, but made a snake. <laughs> yeah. A pentagram of snakes. I honestly, if there's one thing I didn't predict with this album, I did not know the phrase circle of snakes would appear in a song as a simile. <laughs> I didn't know. I did it not know. It is similar to a circle of snakes. <laughs> what is the line exactly? Something, your, fa- something your face like a circle of snakes? And it's like, nothing yeah. is comparable to a circle of snakes. Yeah, because a circle of snakes Except is not a thing that you see enough that you would compare <laughs> stuff to. It's, it's like a circle of spaghetti. No one does that? <laughs> Nobody? I Danzig is uh, not uh, poetic enough to do a full metaphor. He has to go simile. <laughs> <laughs> um is a haiku I wrote. It's called Fuck You. <laughs> it's we called haven't... Fuck You, Go Mets. <laughs> <laughs> Danzig likes hockey. Lucy, um, we haven't done this in a while. Oh, yeah. How do you think this album happened? I honestly think, at this, and just hear me out. Yeah. I think that you guys deep faked this album as a Danzig <laughs> album. As a as a subtle way of saying to me, you never should have come back here. <laughs> you what never should have come back. What do you think this was? And then we threw Danzig on. I feel like it's some com- it's some weird combination of like a reanimated and tired Jim Morrison with like uh <laughs> 
<laughs> some kind of like with a the band of youngins that tricked him into <laughs> doing all of this. But <laughs> th- yeah. this is also, I don't know, uh, my ears might just be shit at this point, but I couldn't hear most of this album. <laughs> I turned it up on high volume, and I swear to God, I couldn't hear, like, half of the songs on it. J- Lucy, I think you just <laughs> might need to get new headphones. <laughs> I don't know if it's the ears or the, al- the album is loud. We Honestly, to it. I might need to get a hearing aid, too, <laughs> because I don't think that's, this is the first complaint I've had about, I just couldn't hear it. I couldn't hear any of it. <laughs> It's a fucking loud album. Like we, I had to turn the album down. I was like, it's gonna really? bother the neighbors. Holy shit! Yeah, I couldn't hear it. Maybe. I think I might have. Can a- you hear it when cars beep at you? <laughs> That's I important. Might, I might have a condition, guys. Can you hear it when we're talking to you? Do you know I, what's happening? I mean, I feel like I've sufficiently pretended as if I can hear you. <laughs> You're doing a great job time. of faking it, Lucy. Was this the first time you've ever heard like? Uh, like a Danzig thing that wasn't the Misfits. Oh, like a solo thing. Yeah, this is the first uh, full Danzig album I've heard. It, it is not what I thought it would be like. I mean, I knew it was not like a great. You know, it was supposed to be a bad Danzig album. Uh, but I didn't think it could get this bad. <laughs> it's, uh, what, did you, what did you think it was going to be like, though? I'm yeah. curious. Um, I don't know. I thought it would be a little bit more like. I thought it would be a little bit l- less like a, just like a fiddling. <laughs> a lot of it feels just like he's fiddling on the guitar, and then it's like it's a voice comes in. It's not him playing guitar. Oh, oh, who's playing guitar? Because they uh, should. A person named Tommy Victor, who is, it's his first. It's this guy's first Danzig album. Danzig hasn't had a consistent lineup for a long time. Why is that? Well, well, you could what's guess. wrong with Danzig? Oh, <laughs> oh, boy. That's what we've been trying to figure out all month. Uh, and I think I got it. Uh, so I've said this a couple of times in the podcast. So I don't know. Hit the hit the five seconds bus uh, button if you've if this if you've done this enough. Um, so Danzig uh, after the Misfits starts like a band called Sam Hain. And then uh, on the final Sam Hain show. Rick Rubin is in the audience and goes, uh, I don't want to sign these other guys, but I want to sign you as a as an artist. And Dan, he's like, I want to give you a whole new band. And like, it's Rick Rubin's idea that he named the band Danzig. So uh, since it or like they talk about it, and Danzig is like, listen, I'm just gonna, if I have to change the band name, I'm just going to be Danzig now. In case I have to fire people. <laughs> so his <laughs> band's name is his name. <laughs> yeah, the band's name is his name. But there was a new band uh, that is uh, like that that's formed, and uh, they're all really good players. Like it's the first time that Danzig has people who can play their instruments really well, and they write like a, a like kind of a like dark, uh, slightly heavy metal, but mostly just like blues rock. Uh, album and it's uh it's really good uh and they keep work and for like three albums they work consistently with rick rubin um and they make pretty really three classic albums in a row and then the fourth one starts to go off the rails because danzig uh what happens is is the song mother is danzig's most famous song yes that song was recorded on the first danzig album 
that song becomes popular after the third Danzig album uh, for a live video. It becomes a chart topper out of nowhere. So now Danzig thinks that he's seven years ahead of stuff. <laughs> he's like, I'm just beyond what, what people like. The, my shit's going to be huge in seven years. That's what it means. So he starts to think that he's he gets like kind of an ego and starts wanting to produce his own albums. And like uh, stuff starts to shift and sound terrible. And then the band quits. And he just is bringing in a bunch of musicians, and it just gets fucking bizarre since yeah. then. So the the entire month has been us watching Danzig experiment with what Danzig sounds like. And I think what I've discovered uh, is like the consistent fault in is each album we listened we've listened to, the guitars are tuned lower. <laughs> Every album. They drop tune the guitars more, and I think it's just so completely out of his singing range. He also blows out his voice uh, after the fourth album. Like, he can't sing the way that he used to. He just literally can't do it. He's been screaming for too long and hasn't been. He's done too many, oh, without taking care of his voice. Like, he doesn't drink tea Mm. or whatever. Yeah. And so his voice is self-care Danzig. His voice is raw and it sounds like this now. And the guitars are too low and it's just a mess. Oh, wow. It's kind of like, um, you know, when like a TV show is on for too long and suddenly like the child actor is like 22 and now all of a sudden you're watching season 14 of that 70s show and it's about Kelso for some reason because <laughs> everybody else went to go do movies. Yeah. Oh. That's what Danzig Solo is. <laughs> Kind of. I think it's, um, I think, like, Jeremy brought it up, like, uh, when we were listening, Jeremy and I listened to the album together, um, and you brought up just, like, what else is he going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, once you're Danzig for that long, like, Danzig becomes a prison in a lot of ways, (laughs) where, like, he's done so many albums about pumpkins and ghosts and like Frankenstein and whatever that like, if he just turns around and he's like, I'm making a Danzig album, but this one's about how dating is weird. (laughs) Like he can't do that. He can't do the Danzig album about like the closest he can do is like, I love this lady. She's like a sexy, scary cat. (laughs) You know, like if he wants to sing about love, he has to sing it through the lens of something that is an accompaniment of a witch. You know, like if you, he gets there with his, he has his like newer album. I mean, it takes literally to like Danzig 14, but he has a, like he has a, he has this like country album now where he does, where he sings like, he does one where he does like oldies covers. Then there's another Uh one where he sings just like, basically spooky country but it's not it's not full-blown like you know like vampires are fucking sweet (laughs) (laughs) you haven't been drinking a budweiser in the cotton fields and you see a fucking vampire that would be cool (laughs) (laughs) you ever go to the movies and then the movie's real that shit rules Especially because it's a spooky movie, because that's a movie that Danzig would go to. He sings his own version of Love It or Leave It, but it's a scary movie that he's talking about, not the country. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we've done we've done four fucking Danzig albums uh, already. So oh we're God. tapped out. 
guide us guide five. Us through it's your, five now, right? Yeah, this is now five. I, I was saying, like, this is the fifth one. Guide us through your listening experience so, of the circle of snakes. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it feels to me like when the song is starting, especially. And yeah. it's like, I might be flawed in the, in the sense that it's like, I'm impatient. So it's like, well, the way a song starts, you know, it defines the song a lot to me. It's like, it, yeah. it's hard for me to like, just sit down and be like, just stay with it, you know? Yeah. And so it's like a lot of the beginnings of these things, whatever they are, <laughs> it kind of sounds like, it feels like the moment, like when uh, a band is doing like a cool thing where it's like, they start their song with a false take. And then they start the real song. Yeah. Like a lot of the beginnings of the song just feel like that. Like, oh, like they're going to cut this shit out in a second and start <laughs> the real one. But then they all just keep going. And it's like some of them are, some of them are good. Like I like that Thousand Devils song. Oh, Thousand Devils. <laughs> yeah. Which is really Thousand funny. Thousand Devils dressing. It's good. Uh, it's good on everything. You could put it on uh, fish. You could put it on uh, lettuce. Thousand Devils dressing. Get it at your yeah. local shop right. Like, I feel like I could see, like, uh, you know, like, if Leonard Cohen was alive, he might do a good cover of that. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, well, my favorite part about that is that. Uh, I was that genuinely sad when the Thousand Devils died, honestly. Yeah. They're all dead now. <laughs> and that I took you on an emotional journey. <laughs> a they dancing song rain. with pathos. <laughs> Um, but no, I like that, uh, separately, like Danzig hasn't been in the Misfits for like 30 years. Um, or, or they probably haven't even talked since the lawsuit, but, uh, separately, they both wrote songs that are technically called the devil's reign. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but different, I like that, like, like Danzig wrote. A song about like devils reigning as kings, and then the misfits were like, "No, but what if it was like actual, literally rain?" <laughs> <laughs> I also like that uh, he raised awareness about uh, the degradation of the skull forest environment. <laughs> um, yeah, that, for that one, he, he hooked up with uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie Fern Gully, and uh, when, the, when the, the, the smoke first comes out, it makes a big skull. And I was like, that's a song. That's a song right The skull forest. Skulls grow on trees like mangoes. The yeah. I was, so were you picturing a forest where the... Okay, so when you think of the skull forest... <laughs> Picture for me. We'll go in a we'll go in a circle. Yeah. The tree is it that the bark is skulls? Is it that the leaves are skulls? Or is it they are bearing fruit that is skulls? Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna go with this is a trick question. It's all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. Piles of skulls. We know how many parts of the pie Danzig is capable of making skulls. <laughs> Absolutely. We saw That's that he... in uh, in that music video where the skull has skulls. <laughs> yeah. And then his skull is a little baby. His, yeah. his skull symbol is a That's little That's why he, he needed your skulls back in the eighties because yeah. he knew he knew that what he was gonna use them for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make a bigger skull. <laughs> 
It's going to take skull. me 23 years, but Skull Forest is coming <laughs> to Six Flags Great Adventure. <laughs> Come on down to Fright Night. Yeah. <laughs> they pay me once a year. That is literally what I pictured, though, is I was like, it's Danzig, and he's describing a Skull Forest, so it's going to be, I pictured literally just like, like, the bar, the tree is just a couple of skulls stacked up <laughs> vertically, <laughs> and then like the branches are femurs, not yeah. really skulls, but the bar. I think the base, the most of the tree, the bark and everything is just skulls. Yeah, I palm tree situation. I watched a very long time ago. I watched this documentary about uh, Snoop Dogg going to Jamaica to like learn about reggae music ahead of making the Snoop Lion album. Right. Right. And there's this scene where he's hiking with some dudes and they find like a wild, uh, I want to say it's a mango tree. They find some sort of wild fruit tree. Oh, it's a grapefruit. It's a grapefruit tree, wild grapefruit tree. And he pulls a grapefruit off of it and he like cuts it open and he eats it. And he's like, I finally found it. This is paradise. And then it's a hard cut to him in the studio singing a song that's called Fruit Juice. <laughs> and the chorus is just him going, Fruit Juice. <laughs> and so what I pictured was dancing in that exact same scene, <laughs> picking a skull off of a tree, <laughs> looking at it like he's Hamlet. <laughs> I, I finally did. This is paradise. This, but I, I, having never heard the song Fruit Juice, I imagine it's sung to the tune of the Flintstone. <laughs> fruit juice, tasty fruit juice. Snoop Dogg picked it off a fruit juice tree from somewhere in Jamaica. Let's go back to talking Danzig 3. <laughs> Let's ride with the Snoop Dogg down the street. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. The Snoop Dogg down the street is not is not the Snoop Dogg that's No, old. different Snoop Dogg. <laughs> There's two different Snoop Dogs. They both live in Kingston. <laughs> one is in the studio making the song Fruit Juice, the other one is down the street. <laughs> just hanging fruit, out. Yeah, he's just drinking hanging. fruit juice. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, I look forward to that turning up on the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Adam puts the Flintstones theme song because <laughs> the that theme song slaps, dude. He eats a fucking dinosaur rib. <laughs> Flintstones rule. Yeah, dude. Um, w- where are they going to remake Danzig the Flintstones? Oh, they should remake the Flintstones with Danzig as Fred. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! And God. he looks at the who's Barney? He looks at the giant. <laughs> he looks at the giant rib that they put on his car, and he's like. You know what's inside of there? A fucking sick bone. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? This next song is called Big Bones. I feel like Danzig <laughs> thinks that all bones are skulls. Like, yes, I feel like yes, if he was yes. rollerblading and fell too hard, he'd be like, oh, damn, I broke my arm skull. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I broke my pinky skull. Now I can't play keyboard. I want your skulls is about him needing an organ donor because he also thinks organs are skulls. I got stomach skull cancer. It's bad. (laughs) 
real bad. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I burned okay. my skull hot glue and... Uh. Here's a... Okay, here's something about this album. So, Lucy, basically what you've kind of missed is that first three Danzig albums are the best. They're listenable. Then they start to go off the deep end as Danzig steals more and more from what's happening. So, like, your late 90s Danzig starts to get, like, industrial and new metal. Mm. And so he steals a bit from Fred Durst, steals a little bit from, like, fucking everybody, right? Now I'm just and imagining so, Danzig going through a semisonic phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danzig indie rock would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Danzig doing Father of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> father of Mine. Oh, oh have you been? <laughs> we used to listen to the AM radio. Dude, how funny would it be if you saw an interview with the Everclear guy and he's just like, yeah, my dad's actually a good dude. <laughs> I'm a fucking artist. <laughs> um, But you know what? So what's weird about this album is like I was reading about it and that they kind of some buddy was like hey no more of this bullshit trying to like sound like everything let's go back to like the danzig roots but this album came out in 2003 or 2004 2004 2004 so basically what i think really happened is that music started to lean towards danzig because all those bands that were inspired by him as kids are now playing like i mean like 2004 you're talking about like metal and 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 the scene being huge again um, and so like, this is like this, this is the same time that like when we had James Munoz from the blood on, he said that he was asked to tour with, with Danzig. Mm -hmm. So I think what's actually happening is Danzig is kind of a little bit like ripping off what's contemporary, but the contemporaries are implied are, are, are like, uh, inspired by him. Cause like skull forest, there is that weird fucking Mars Volta guitar solo that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Did you hear that? Every, every guitar solo on this album is Mars Volta. Like it's just yeah. meant to make noise because that's yeah. what guitar solos were in the early two thousands. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But then there's also like my, the song that I had the most fun listening to was hell mask where it's like just a straight up like thrash metal song, but sung by George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> that song rules. <laughs> Wait, so is is this album and your perception of it cuz you have like I have zero context for this. Is like is this at like the 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 end of the decline? Is this at like, you know, kind of midway? Like what what what's happening? Like is there There like isn't an end of the decline. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's just get that right out of the way. Yeah. He has yeah. not come back around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think very shortly after this is when that video takes place where he's like up in that dude's face being like fucking fucking punch me bitch and then the dude punches him and he gets knocked straight out oh you know that video yes we we have the infamous no, Lu video have you seen that no dancing oh. getting knocked out i, I always feel so, so bad for the guy who puts everything on the line like punch me and then he just gets so <laughs> easily punched he's the original <laughs> bagel boss guy yeah. Oh my God, he is. Oh no. Danzig is Danzig. bagel boss. Oh, but in Danzig's oh world, God. the bagels are skulls. Let me get a skull with locks. <laughs> yeah, give me an everything skull. <laughs> you know what? Actually, we're going we're gonna to go to brunch after. Let me get cinnamon raisin skull, <laughs> strawberry schmear. You want to shoot me in the skull or shoot John Lennon in the skull? <laughs> 
Go ahead. You're not God or my boss or my skull. <laughs> Dancing 100% went on eBay and Googled John Lennon's skull thinking he could buy it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got a coupon. 10% off in May. Whole month. Free shipping. Come on. It's already I- broken. Dude, it's very fun how doing a dancing impression. Slow burn. Do, doing a dancing impression, you're very much at risk all the time of accidentally doing a Bernie Sanders impression. Oh my God, you're right. They do the same voice. They're both we from. We need to take back the skulls. I was born. I was These born millionaires in and billionaires are hoarding skulls. The youngest generations, they're not getting their fair share of the skulls. We need to break up the big bones. No one needs a femur. <laughs> Only 1% of the people have all of the marrow. <laughs> oh, God, damn it. Is, who is this for? <laughs> I don't know, man. I also don't know who this album is for. No, I don't know um, either. I think I think but I think it uh sorry, go ahead, Drew. No, I was just say like Lucy said, you know, is this like the start of the decline? I think this is the start of his irrelevancy. I think this is really like where you really see like Danzig start to show his age and he's just going to keep making the same stuff over and over again. And people start going to see him only to see the first three albums and maybe a misfit song. Is, is this his most recent album? No, he's had a What's few that? after this, right? Oh, okay. He's had, a, he's had a few after this. Um, I have a, th- I have a theory on this that I think it's Danzig, Danzig three reading about Danzig three. Um, like I, I'm now putting into into context like some stuff that I read about it is that uh, like if you listen to How the Gods Kill, there's with the intro where it's just him and the guitar very softly. You can hear this weird fuzz every time it, da- it like Danzig starts singing, and it's because you can hear the preamp behind him. Because Danzig was like, uh, they were like, that was a really good take. And Danzig was like, good, I'm not doing another one. And they did it. <laughs> um, so, like, you know, Danzig 3 was like, uh, they famously were like, we got that album done faster than anything else. And I think it's really that Danzig hates the recording process. And because uh, it sucks. Recording an album fucking sucks. There's nothing you just are. There's there's really just nothing fun about it. You're just being miserable. You're like splicing takes together. So you feel like a fucking phony. It sucks. Album recording sucks. So I get it. And I think that that's kind of why he like became his own producer. He's like, I'm just I think at this point, like, like he was like, he just wanted to make it easier on himself. And I just don't think he cares. I don't think he gave a shit after, like, the fourth album because he's in his fucking 40s. Yeah. And he just wants to tour, and he's like, I'll put some cool shit. Like, it'll be fine either way. Yeah, there's a certain, like, there's a a ceiling and a floor of Danzig, like, fans, right? And there's, Mm -hmm. like, a certain number that – there's a certain level of fame that Danzig will never pass. 
no matter how good of a Danzig album there is, Danzig will never pass a certain threshold because there's certain limiting factors, right? There's certain things about him that are always going to keep him from like a certain level of mainstream success, right? Because he's spooky and he's weird and he's from New Jersey and he's short and he's Italian. And there's like a lot of things about him that are always going to keep a ceiling on his potential fandoms. But I think there is also a floor. I think there's a certain number of people who, no matter what Danzig does, they're still going to turn out for him. He's still going to sell tickets no matter what year it is. Danzig's yeah. always going to sell tickets. And I think this is the time of his career where he kind of comes to grips with that and says, you know what? There's a window of people that I'm playing to, and I don't have to do that much to keep playing to them. Danzig is the Weezer of metal. <laughs> All you have to do is replace Asian woman with skulls, and every Weezer song is a Danzig song. <laughs> Yeah, I. Well, you I, know that song? I want your Asian woman. <laughs> um, yes, but I think that that's. I think that that's. Uh, I think that's true for everybody. Like we we're trying to sh- shit on him, but I don't. I think that everybody just kind of hits this spot. Yeah, I think there's a part where you reach an age because it's just a part of being older when right. you know that you're not what you used to be. But I feel like every aging musician tries to, you know, they may, you have to make a choice. Like, you know that you can't do what you used to do. So it's either you try to just churn it out and do the best you can mm-hmm. for the fans that you have. Um, that's why every f- fucking song on this album has a goddamn pinch harmonic. Because they're like, yeah, it sounds like the John Christ album, yeah, it right? Like you it's good pinchy? enough, yeah. Yeah. Snake of Christ, right? Me, me, miss. Album's called Snakes. Might as well put the pinchies in. But I think everybody, I, I think every artist, like, goes through this. And, you know, there's, there's that, but they lose fans either way. Yeah. Like, if you change with, to, to adapt to your age, like, there's a, f- every, every person on the planet exploded when David Bowie died. And, you know, everybody was, uh, like everybody was full of respect mm-hmm. for him for the like I think it was one of the rare instances of unity on the internet. Yeah, but you know, fucking mo like ten people have listened to Black Star. Yeah, it's a cool album. It was very I'm there never was a gonna... certain type of person who was really into Black Star when it came out, but it was a very select type of person. Yeah. You're right. And it is cool, and it is like technically good, but it's just not. It's it's not. Yeah, nobody had cared about David Bowie for a very long time before that. People had forgotten about him. They weren't paying much attention to him. He'd show up in a movie and you'd be like, wow, he's so handsome. Yeah. You know, but like other than that, like David Bowie, yeah, you're right. Like hadn't been the same person for a long time. Yeah, I think you end up in the same There's very rare instance, though, where something does happen. And I think that, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Danzig is related to this. uh, Johnny Cash the late career of Johnny Cash is like an absolute anomaly in that way where like not only did he like gain a ton of new fans, but also like a different type of fan than he'd ever had. You know what I mean? Like he had been, he'd spent like most of his career as like a bread and butter country guy, like country Mm -hmm. fans like Johnny Cash for most of his career. There's like some rock and roll spillover because he has kind of an edgy image because of like the jail stuff and the middle finger picture and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he, goes away for a long time then he comes back with the help of rick rubin and does the american music collection and then he does the cover of nine inch nails uh and 
you always remember it, I feel like, as he dies and then that song blows up. But that song was huge for, like, a little while before mm-hmm. he died. Like, people were really keen on that. Well, and I think it's, like, this rare – and it's not, like, related to Danzig in any particular way, I guess. But it is, like, the rare instance where, like, somebody who is so old – I mean, he was, like – what was he, like, 100 yeah. He was so old at that he was point. A years old. He was so old. Guys, but- this is a very deep investigation, but I just want to say I can't leave here until you promise me that all of our favorite artists will live live forever. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> were just talking to Or else I'm going to be very sad and uh, I don't like being sad. We so. were before we started recording, we're yeah. we were talking about um Eric Clapton because somebody had said <laughs> online something about Eric Clapton having a bunch of bands. This is related. Wait. Okay. Uh, but I was looking at his Wikipedia page, and he's like seventy-five. And then I was looking at Jimmy Page, and he's like seventy-six. And like all these guys are like in their seventies. And I, out of nowhere, I just was like, "Holy shit!" Like the next couple of years are gonna be an absolute like just shit show in terms of like aging <laughs> rock stars dying. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. all right in the zone now. <laughs> yeah, oh, but they're gonna, it's going to be gonna a massacre. Like Stan Lee thing where they're going to live to be like in their late 90s and then people you really like are going to die too early and you're like, why the fuck is Jimmy Page still alive? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, he's, making, he's making cameos in that band's music videos. Yeah. <laughs> What's that band? The, the one that we did the thing? What? The kids, the kids who sound like oh, Led Zeppelin. Greta, um, yeah, he's making Greta. cameos in Greta Van Fleet albums. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. to to be honest, speaking of cameos, that is why Johnny Cash got big at the end because he's he was basically he he was having other people. That was the story of it: is that Johnny Cash was having songs written for him by like Danzig, or he's covering yeah. Nine Inch Nails, and it's like, wow. This is he's adapting it and making it cool, and it's kind of like it's kind of like how it's like Old Town Road with with Billy Ray Cyrus, like right. how Billy Ray Cyrus is relevant because he did. This yeah, when's song? the last time anybody thought about Billy Ray Cyrus? No, and you didn't forgot. think about Miley Cyrus first. Yeah, well, Miley, you for, yeah, that's the thing is like Miley Cyrus is her own thing now that is so separate from her dad. When she first came out, that's all anybody talked about, right? Mm. And now she's her own thing, and you forget that they're related. Mm-hmm. So he had to go and be a part of someone. I thought else's they song. were married. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Good for you, Billy Ray. <laughs> get him young. I'll fucking kill me." <laughs> we get our hair bleached at the same place. <laughs> but that's what I think it is. Is like you know, it's it, it like he you get you you get your final moments. Like it's. It's like uh, Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald being on. Or it's the, like Walk Hard. Th- it's just like the movie Walk Hard. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. It's well. Literally, Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins are th- like we're on the Thundercat album that everybody yeah. was talking about, and yeah. that was you know, uh, it got it got them a like a bunch of attention, and that's probably just gonna be how they go out. Like they're not gonna have another like killer record. At the time, you know, yeah. you just you played the shows to the people that love you. I think it's just it's just it's like life in general where you just nar- eventually you hit a certain age and you just narrow it down to like, all right, well, these are my people. These are the fr- you're not going to yeah. fucking reconnect with anybody when you're 60. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. What my- about you know, what's interesting, though, is like everything that we're saying, the opposite of that is Weird Al. 
Weird Al can be make is gonna make music until the day he dies because he's always relevant and he's good at what he does. But I think what's interesting is that like I don't every time I, I I've seen Weird Al a couple of times and every time there's less and less kids because unless your parents introduce you to Weird Al, I don't think like I mean there's always gonna be weirdos, but I don't think that like modern ten year olds are listening to Weird Al. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is like oh, Weird yeah. Al is still very much exactly like there's he he has his age a group and it's us and yeah. we like and we support Weird Al every time he puts out another album because we fucking listen to Top Forty Radio and then we enjoy the joke he makes about it. Yeah. Oh, totally. My favorite my favorite sighting at like a, the Weird Al concert was just like a father like our age and his like ten year old daughter who he had like obviously just like spent 10 years just like dorking up to the max yeah. <laughs> specifically so that she would appreciate weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing though. Parents, uh, you gotta let, you gotta, you gotta let weird Al be found on his own. Yeah. Because otherwise, you, there's nothing worse than like a child who hates weird Al because their father. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Oh dude, it's gonna be so. I don't like weird Al, dad. <laughs> Wait, it's gonna be so great when they make like the uh, the '90s version of Dazed and Confused, like when when our generation is finally like prolific filmmakers and whatever, and they start making like nostalgic '90s shit, and it's just like somebody like standing outside a bowling alley as Weird Al plays in the background. <laughs> That's literally happening right now. It was in Stranger Things. Well, Stranger oh, Things of the shit, '80s were yeah. very close, but still. Weird Al references in, in shows are already there. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, do they reference Weird Al in Stranger Things? Yeah. Oh, damn. There's like Weird Al was hawking the shirt that is worn of him in the show <laughs> on his Instagram. That rules. Oh, yeah, dude. He's in an episode of the Goldbergs, too, which I've never watched, but I follow Weird Al on Instagram. Right. The whole thing. The Goldbergs is like a, a television show that's supposed to take place in the early 80s. And so Weird Al plays himself. And they like, I think he dressed up like he did in the 80s to play himself. Yeah, because he's ageless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, being a vegan and doing split kicks while listening to fucking Presidents of the United States every day will do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Did he play Gump? I love Gump. Well, that was the other thing. Um, when was uh, the last time anyone watched the movie Gump? Forrest what? Gump, right? Oh, oh, oh I right. haven't watched oh, it in Gump. a million oh, right. years. Yeah. Yeah. Academy Award winning movie for some of like the most marvelous special effects at its time. Completely forgotten about, but I will totally listen to Weird Al sing about it at any point. <laughs> it was like um, uh, I, I was thinking about that type of thing because uh, I I've, I've been peeping home movies again, and I forgot that there's uh, a golf episode where uh, McGurk is just is Will Smith in Bagger Vance. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. bag of McGurk. Dude, that show is so good. This Home movies is so, so fucking good. It's my, it's the fucking funniest. Im, it, like, it's a brilliant idea, like improv a script and have someone animate it. It's great. Real quick, I'm just curious about. Oh, I'm just, I just want to open up a dialogue. Yeah, go for it. This thing. Go. So it's like you know, we're we're getting older. The stuff that we like is getting old. I like dumb heavy music and starting to see less and less like people that are younger than me at these shows, you know, like what do you think the next 20 years of like heavy metal is going to be? Like, do you think that Converge is going to become Iron Maiden? Like, are there going to be fucking, you know, like kids getting into them now that are very, very young? 
and excited to see them when they're in their 50s? No, I think that Converge is going to become minor threat. Oh, so they're never going to play another show ever again? <laughs> oh, well, I, I, they're just going to... Yes, that... Oh, well, they're just yeah. going to have the legacy for the fans that appreciate it. Like, yeah, no, I, like, people are like, heavy metal's dying. Well, like, not that kind, yeah. But, um, you know, there's still... Like, or it's not even that it's dying. It's just that it's it's for different people. Like, still totally, mainstream yeah. metal still exists. Yeah. It's, like, completely fine. Like, Avenged Sevenfold will become Iron Maiden. They already are, pretty <laughs> much. Even though, yeah. like, you know, like, like they're, they probably still sell a lot of shit. I haven't heard from them in a long time. Just That's just because I'm not paying attention. But I don't pay attention to a lot of things and stuff still happening. <laughs> yeah. When was the last time you paid attention to Israel, dude? <laughs> um, when, I, uh, uh, when, when, my, when my parents loved it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think it's uh, we're, we're at a like a different we're at a different spot. It was. You know, I, I, I saw Iron Maiden and they last night and it was like, you know, it there's definitely there's weirdly there was more people at that Iron Maiden show that than were at the Weird Al show that we were at at Radio City Musical because there was some empty seats there when we went. Um, and people still love Iron Maiden. And it's literally this guy, this old guy behind me was like talking about it. Like, can you believe it? People are bringing the kids to this shit. Like there's a lot of children yeah. in the audience who are probably gonna. It's because like because of the way an Iron Maiden show works. It's probably if I fucking went, I would love to have seen Iron Maiden as like a child. Not because I care about Iron Maiden now, but just because I'm like, there's a fucking giant puppet, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. fighting yeah. a sword fighting a man, and then there's just like excite uh, the, like exciting shit going on, and it's also funny. Yeah. If you like, want to get your kids into music, like live music is the way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I um saw Green Day the first time I ever saw Green Day. I think I might have talked about this on the episode we did about Green Day, but I saw Green Day in 1995 when I was mm -hmm. seven years old. I was way too young to go to that show. Right. But my dad took me to that show, and like I genuinely think that it's why I ended up loving music it's why i ended up like being in bands and being into punk music and being into metal music and being into everything that i'm into is because i saw live music so young like you can't just sit a kid in front of a record and be like listen to this you're gonna love it they're never gonna love it if you bring them to a show there's like lights there's fire there's like dudes running around and in the case of you know iron maiden there's puppets you know yeah. like there's a lot to fucking see there well th that's a that's a fair point um that's the because exact reason my parents uh, took me to so many Frank Sinatra impersonator concerts. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a huge fan. Look <laughs> at him. He looks just like him, but Slavic. <laughs> I want to do that when I grow up. <laughs> well, I, um, uh, I, the first concert I ever saw, I was like 13. I was mm. too old. I, I was old. And it, it was, I went to Audio Slave. Like, yeah. Um, so it was like the same. It was like two things that I liked is one thing that wasn't my favorite. But whatever. Like, um, uh, my, I remember my parents showing me the music that they liked, um, because it's just music that was in the car. I now appreciate it. Like now yeah. that I'm older, like now I like like the Rolling, uh, 
stones and stuff, but uh, and even like some cream stuff. But I remember, just you know, you grow up with your with like cars that have CDs in it. It's just your parents leaving a CD in the entire time because they're tired from being a parent. Yeah, and you just that CD is playing forever, and you're like, "Fuck, can we listen to anything else?" And your your family's like. I don't fucking know. I haven't been able to buy a CD in forever. So it's just a weird cycle. Yeah. This comes back to the beginning of the show Mm. because that song for me was Oh What a Night. (laughs) My mother loved that fucking song and it was on in the car all the goddamn time and I've hated it for, I hated it when I was a kid, never Mm. wanted to listen to it and then I heard it at this wedding and I was like, holy shit, that song whips ass. Yeah. Fucking, you know. That was like the dire straits for me. Like, uh, yeah. they were just on in my mom's car so much. And then I, until I was like 18, I was like, no, this whips ass. This Wait, is really fun. One last thing. Uh, did we, I don't remember if I ever told this story on the podcast about how, uh, at my engagement party, I almost got in a huge, I almost got in like a fist fight with the guy over the dire straits. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know if you guys know this story because you guys Jeremy, had left already. Yeah, I like you so much more now. You guys had left already. No, the, uh, you're gonna hate him because I know that it's because he did. He probably didn't want them to play the Dire Straits. No, it had nothing to do with playing the Dire Straits. It was because uh, I oh. was talking to my friend Nick outside the bathroom. We were waiting to pee, and uh, we were talking about the Dire Straits. And I was like, I really love that song, Sultan's a Swing. I don't really know a lot else of theirs in particular. I know that one from. Uh, like all the soundtracks, Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. But I like I, I know those two songs. I don't really know much else. Uh, but I could imagine I probably wouldn't like it, just guessing from those two songs alone. But I like the Sultans of Swing a lot. I just could imagine a scenario where I wouldn't like the rest of it, right? That's all I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go pee. I leave. And, and about an hour later, uh, I'm going to the bar to find my sweatshirt, which I've left on the chair. And uh, uh, this guy is wearing it. Just some dude at the bar at Old Stanley's is, is wearing my sweatshirt. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I uh, can't help but notice you're uh, currently you're wearing my sweatshirt. Uh, could I have my sweatshirt back? And he's like, oh, yeah, you left it on the chair. So I thought uh, it was just a sweatshirt that was here. And I was like, no, usually when somebody leaves a sweatshirt on a chair, it's because that's their chair and they, <laughs> they want to come back for their chair later. And he's like, no, I don't think that's how that goes. And I'm like, no, that's definitely how that goes. <laughs> you're You're, you know. In any event, you're wearing my sweatshirt. Please, can I have my sweatshirt back? He's like, I think it looks better on me. And I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, well, I just bought I, I just bought that sweatshirt like a week ago. Please, I'm at my engagement party. Can I have my sweatshirt back? And then his like shithead friend shows up, and his friend's just like, yeah, why don't you leave him alone, man? He looks better in that sweatshirt than you do. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, and I like have to like, go outside to like all of our friends, and I'm like, Hey guys, uh, this guy like stole my sweatshirt. I don't know what to do. I don't want to get in a fight at my fucking uh, uh, engagement, engagement party. party. Yeah. Uh, the end of the story, after like a whole bunch of bullshit of trying to get this sweatshirt from him, the end of it ends up being that he takes it off for a moment. Uh, our uh, what is he? DP? What is he? Uh, Rob. Rob. Rob, uh, Rob Menzer. Uh, goes to the bathroom and puts it on and then puts another sweatshirt on over it so nobody knows where the sweatshirt is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like scoots off and leaves for the night and they text me. He's like, I have the sweatshirt. Don't worry about it. It's out of the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and then our friend John Rosenberger, who is the biggest man that we know, <laughs> goes up to this dude who's been giving me grief all night, puts his arm around him. is just like, listen, buddy, I know this is your bar where you hang out, but you're going to have to leave my friend alone, okay? And he's like, 
all right, giant man. (laughs) 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 But anyways, the whole thing, oh, wait, but the way that the Dire Straits key into this is that uh, his friend uh, re-instigates the situation because at some point the dude with the sweatshirt is like, I'll give you your sweatshirt back. And his friend is just like, don't give it back to him. He was talking shit about the Dire Straits. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I heard you by the bathroom saying that they have no good songs but the Sultans of Swing. And I'm like, that is not what I said. I want to be clear. I did not say they have no good songs with the Sultans of Swing. You said that. And he shouldn't give you your fucking sweatshirt back because of it. Oh, my God. To be fair, now I want to steal your sweatshirt. Yeah, man. What kind of sweatshirt was this? It's like an Oakland Raiders shirt that I got at like some thrift store in LA when I was there the week before getting engaged. You should have let him keep it. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking sucks, suck. dude. It's um, a cool shirt. Also, for people listening at home, just so they know, John Rosenberger is, if you watch episode four of the show, um, the the Hard Melissa episode, if you watch the B-Pal ad, John Rosenberger is the guy who stands up behind me and says family while pouring a glass of whiskey. Oh, <laughs> He's yeah. the nicest dude on the planet, but I would be terrified if that guy came up to me <laughs> and I didn't know him. And just so you know that he's 100% legit, the dude has a needle point uh, in his house of hate breed lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Dude is legit. Lucy, if you could get a needle point of lyrics from any album we've listened to on this podcast, what would it be? Wait, what's a needle point? Like, like so, like, like a sewing embroideries that have like a sewing like embroidery, words, like like a home sweet home type of thing. Like an embroidery of any lyrics. Oh my god! Of course, it's I want my anger to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> what else could it be? Yeah. Oh, uh, your vulva with everything on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It comes back to those two albums. I'm it always try- does. I'm trying to- those two albums podcast. I know we could do the worst idea of all Your time, Volvo but we just listen to same anger it. every week. <laughs> I think oh that's the lyric that I'm trying to unneedle point from my heart and mind yeah. <laughs> every day. Your, your Volvo with everything on it. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Lucy, do you want to start with favorite songs? Um, I would. I think a thousand devils rain is is uh, my favorite on the album. It's fun. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> what There's a thousand think? devils. That's the perfect amount of devils. <laughs> Based on this album, do you? Would I, I'm just curious. Would you think that? Would you say that Danzig has a good voice? Only judging it from this album. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would th- no. I would say that he has a bad voice. It's unfair because I know I've seen I've heard him on singles, so I know he has a good voice from those singles. Yeah. But uh, judging on this, I would go like, no, like if he sounds sick, he sounds like a sick man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it sounds he sounds like a grandpa ordering a sandwich. Yes. Every yeah. song. I'm in a hell mask. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh, on what the hell mask? Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, capers. Um, <laughs> just capers. Nothing yeah. else. Capers. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> just the capers, capers and mustard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I just drop it right in the toilet. I don't even chew. <laughs> I don't even digest. These don't even touch my lips. Straight in the toilet. I just like going into the shop and hitting the flush. <laughs> Jeremy, favorite song? Uh, it's between. I like the intro genuinely. Yeah, the intro is actually the intro really is good. pretty tight. Uh, but I also liked uh, um, uh, Skull Forest. 
<laughs> you just like the title. Yeah, I like the title. I liked the image. It's fun to think about dancing <laughs> out there in an orchard picking skulls <laughs> with like a with like a piece of hay in his teeth, <laughs> skipping through the trees. <laughs> a, what? what? Danzig getting deloused in the skull skullatorium. F- it's, not it's like skull a skull farm. orchard. No, it's an orchard. Yeah. He's on an orchard. They're growing skulls uh, to make skull cider. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Angry orchard. I like it because it's like me. An orchard. (laughs) Angry and also an orchard. (laughs) I'm Uh, full of apples. Drew. My favorite? Um, Okay. Uh, You know what? My favorite on this album is going to be a controversial one. I think Netherbound is my favorite song on this album because it's the first time that I've heard since Danzig blew out his voice that he isn't ashamed to sing. And he right. really goes into it, and his voice is completely gone, but he still tries. Yeah. And the rest of the songs, I feel like he's kind of hiding. So I, I, I say respect to Netherbound. Yeah, I, th- you're, I think you're right. That that is, I, I noticed that that's the only song where the vocals aren't buried in the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else is just the guitar riffs so loud. Yeah. Um, I, and you know me, my favorite thing with Danzig is when he goes full, like, spooky Pavarotti, but, like, I respect to him for trying this. Like a like a Blood and Tears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song rules. Lu- we, gotta, we gotta have Lucy listen to Danzig, too, uh, before she comes back on another episode. Oh, yeah. I think you weirdly will love it. You're gonna be like, this is something else. Yeah, I mean, I have loved Z- Danzig, and I feel like I'm capable of loving him again. Yeah. Yeah. You are Let's the only it. woman to ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite song, it was uh, When We Were Dead, because the intro riff is great, and uh, I thought the chorus was actually pretty catchy. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Um, and it's I also listen I to really... this album again. What? I would listen to this album again, I think. This one in four. I think I'd listen again. All right. Yeah. That's crazy. Maybe not. I'm not going to fight you on it, but that's crazy. <laughs> I don't. I think this is a hard. This was a hard listen, but yeah. Um, it's definitely. Um, I think it's the easiest to listen to since five because the vocals are buried. It's, it's a shame, but it, I don't know. You heard his voice. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I wish he still had some pipes. I think he should also sing uh in a in a regular key because the drop tuning i don't think i think he thought that the drop tuning would help yeah disguise some of the hurt but i think it just amplified it at the same time yeah i don't know um plugs let's do plugs yeah Lucy, uh plug what oh well you can follow me on twitter and instagram at the Steinbag, and you can also listen to uh the podcast i co-host with my a uh, fellow comedian and lover, Ray Kump. It's called Our Love is Disgusting. Uh, and we talk about our disgusting love for one another. And love in general. <laughs> and love in general. <laughs> Which is disgusting. Which yeah. is gross. <laughs> uh, find me on Twitter uh, at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out Ballin' Out Super. And, um, oh, sing the Flintstones song to yourself, but to the tune of Twist of Cain. <laughs> Hey, we're the Flintstones. Hey, we're the Flintstones. <laughs> That's not the Modern Flintstones Stone Age family. <laughs> That's not Flintstones or Twisted K. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Jeremy's just having a stroke. Jeremy was just doing an impression of a car horn. <laughs> it's Flintstones to the tune of Just a Cane, right? That's what I said. Yeah, no, yeah. it was neither of those. No, right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That was wrong. Uh, hey, what's up? This is Drew Kaufman. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at diet underscore hellboy. You can also follow my photography Instagram. Uh, it is at Drew Kaufman Photography. Uh, also, you should check out if you play guitar, if you're a noodler, if you're a person with fingers that hold picks, you should check out Abominable Electronics. They make cool pedals. Me and Steve Brodsky and Rob, who is a defender of sweatshirts, we made a bunch of pedal demos. <laughs> they're all done. There's like 25 of them. You should watch them. They're really funny and they're fun. And even if you don't buy the pedal, you'll have a good time. We did one where Steve plays the Super Mario theme song like it was the Star Spangled Banner. And it's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. You should check that out. Abominable Electronics. Are, are, are you guys putting out any more of them? I just did the last one. It took me seven months to finish all of these. <laughs> and on that note, I'm out of freelance work. So if you need a video editor, hire me. I'm so broke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, if you're looking for a cry for help, that was one. <laughs> Folks, follow my cry for help. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, please follow Two Minutes to Late Night on Instagram at Two Minutes to Late Night on Twitter at 2M2LN. Uh, donate to our Patreon at HonorableSwords.com. Honorable. Honorables. Honorable Swords. Honorable. Honorable Swords. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Follow my dog on Instagram at GreatHambino. I have a personal Instagram. I don't do anything with it. I don't do stories. Uh, I, just mo I mainly just do stuff about my dog. So just follow the dog Instagram anyway. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, can I get a skulls uh, with uh, pepperoni, cheesy bread? That's it. Goodbye. I like the, I like the cinnamon skull. <laughs>